Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello, and welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is August 23rd, 2022. This is episode 162. I am Eric Peterson, and with me is Mr. Brad Wood. How you doing, Brad? Hi, it's me. It's been a while since you've been on this podcast. It has been. I uh, I guess I've been busy. We have so many people doing it now. You got to like, you can jump in quick to reserve your spot. <laughs> you can always jump in, Brad. We'll make a spot for you. We'll start having three hosts, and everybody will have to suffer Uh-oh. through that. Where where is Gavin going to put the third host in a layout? Will it be a head like popping in from the side? <laughs> if we do four, we can do the quadrant. I don't know. Well, we'll have to see. <laughs> well, we Hollywood would like squares. to start off by thanking our sponsor, Order Solutions, the makers of all your favorite boxes out there. A few ways to say thanks. We have Into the Box just two weeks away. You can like and subscribe to these videos on YouTube. Star or fork our repos on GitHub. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a nice review for us. Sign up for a free or paid account in CF Casts. Buy something from our Box Life merch store or buy the 102 Cold Box Quick Tips and Tricks over on Gumroad. Two weeks away. Are you serious? It is. Wow. It's kind of crazy. It <laughs> Are is. Are you ready? I, I should start working on my talks. <laughs> That was the joke I made like two weeks ago, and it was a good, oh dang it! There's a good reason I did because uh, Scott Steinbeck reminded me I had a second talk I had forgotten about. So <laughs> don't worry, Scott, if you're listening, that one's done. Now I just have Ooh. the other one. <laughs> nice. You want to do mine for me? Uh, no, no, I do not. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. We'd also like to thank our wonderful Patreon supporters who provide 100 percent of the funding for this podcast. And we are 44% of the way to hosting Forgebox.io. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great community resource. And we let you sign up and use it for free. And there are hundreds and hundreds of community modules and Ordis modules and Command Box modules and even other frameworks on there. So we we love uh, the help from our Patreon supporters helping uh, host that because Ordis just puts the rest of the bill right now ourselves. And the we adjective- love you guys that much. We do. The adjective of the day for our Patreon supporters, I'm going to go with suave. Oh, our, wow. Our suave Patreon supporters. Which suave. means pleasantly tactful or well-mannered, according to this random dictionary site. So, <laughs> so on the internet, must be true. Must be. <laughs> All right, let's jump into some news and announcements. In case you missed it, last week, Content Box 5... was released. You can check out what's new on the Ordis Solutions blog and download it via Forgebox. Always good to see new releases up in Content Box. Also, last week, the CB Wire uh, repo was updated with updated examples. So if you download the CB Wire repo, you can run it and see all the examples there. And if you're not familiar with what CB Wire is, it is a repo that, or a module rather, that tries to 
uh, give you the interactivity you've come to expect in your apps from usually from JavaScript, but straight in CFML. So you don't have to mess with any of the JavaScript bits. We also had a slew of into the box updates. If you want to take us through those, Brad. Um, yeah. So like you said, there's only two weeks left until the start of our pre-cons. Um, and then we have the workshop, two days of two track content. So our first big announcement is our virtual tickets have been announced. So um, if anybody can't make it on site to the conference, we understand that, but we also know people don't want to miss all of that yummy content. So um, we're prepared to have you guys uh, be able to stay up to date with everything we're talking about. And we have virtual tickets available. And that means you'll be able to tune in to the sessions live um, as they're happening and watch them over, uh, I don't know if you're using Zoom, YouTube, what we're doing. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty, uh, pretty big announcement. So if you aren't able to travel, or maybe you're stuck in a different country and it's just too difficult to get to the US, whatever, um, you can go and purchase uh, the virtual tickets into the box. Yep, you can go right now and buy those. I believe they're $99. And uh, they'll have access to the into the recorded sessions as well after the fact. Right, and I assume the recorded sessions will be on uh, CFCast. Yes. That'd be awesome. Okay, a couple other uh, announcements there. We got a few on the CF Alive podcast. Uh, Gavin showed up on that podcast this week with Michaela. So you can go give that a listen. But we talked about the last four pre-conference speakers. We have Zach Spitzer talking about Lucy behind the scenes, Michael Bourne on MeliSearch, Javier Quintero on CB Validation, and Dan Cart on CF Scribe. Additionally, we have mm. two new sponsors. <laughs> We'd like to thank TerraTech. And uh, I think WRAS or RIS Web Services, both silver sponsors of Into the Box. Thank you so much. I haven't heard of the last one. That's pretty cool. I'm so lots curious, of Into uh... the Box stuff. Two weeks. Woo. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So we have some uh, new releases and updates going on in the uh, in the world. ForgeBox version 7.0 has been released. How is ForgeBox the higher version than like Coldbox and CommandBox? I gotta, I gotta start just pumping out versions, major updates every week. Uh, <laughs> I, I was um, also wondering, uh, so, is it really a major update or is it, you know, like when you have like a site like CF Casts? If I say it's yeah. version six, nobody cares. Like, what did I break? You know, it's not quite the same as a library, but it's fun to be like, it looks new, it has new features. We'll call it. Version 12. <laughs> Be like Winamps. So sweet. We skipped the number. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of performance updates, um, activity logs. Some of the stuff that I'm excited about actually is like completely back end stuff. Um, like we're tracking uh, downloads now on a per version basis. We're able to get some nice graphs and statistics on what the most popular versions of some libraries are. Um, there's some little UI updates that some of you guys may have noticed. If you've ever gone to the version tab, on a module that is stored via ForgeBox storage in S3. And you click on the little three dots next to a version, there's not a download option. There's a download option now. It was like a super tiny fix, but I, I've missed that like a hundred times. Um, and some other cool stuff that's in there. But um, one of the biggest ones that people will probably notice is the ForgeBox search is now powered by Elasticsearch behind the scenes, Ooh. which is super sweet. Before that, it was basically a SQL-like query. <laughs> which you know is pretty strict on how it worked. You, know, you don't type it exactly. You don't get any results back. 
But now with Elasticsearch, we have really good, you know, deep searching into all the keywords and metadata and stuff. Um, and so I'm pretty excited about that. But you can just go to forgebox.io and, and start playing around with that. Awesome. Congrats to everybody that worked on that release. Also released this week, CF Wills version 2.4, I believe today. Yep, August 23rd. Uh, has a handful of bug fixes and some miscellaneous fixes. So congratulations there to the CF Wills team. Uh, they said it's an easy upgrade. Just swap out the wheels folder. It's always fun. I love those easy upgrades. Okay, let's jump into some webinars, meetups, and workshops coming up. <clears throat> this Friday, we have the Ordis webinar for the month, an into-the-box preview and Q&A with members of the Ordis core team. So this is going to be more informal. We are going to take Q&A from the chat, maybe a couple last-minute announcements before the pre-conference starts next week. So join us at 11 a.m. Central on Friday, this Friday, August 26th. We will put the link down in the chat and in the show notes. Next up, we have the Hawaii Cold Fusion user group. They're talking about object-oriented programming and cold fusion. Also this Friday at 12 noon to 1 p.m. Pacific. So now I'm trying to convert all these time zone things. So ours <laughs> is at 10 Pacific. Theirs is at noon Pacific. So you have time to grab something in between to eat and then go to both, right? We know you have nothing better to do. <clears throat> it's Friday. Um, I saw this announced. <laughs> I didn't catch who's actually presenting it. Does it say anywhere on the site? I am not sure, but we will include the link to the meetup in there. I know that, that John Barrett is the host of that group. Um, I was thinking the first session he did no one earth had um done yeah i'm not sure who's actually presenting it just curious but it looks to be a pretty good overview of uh of object-oriented programming so should be fun we have our usual slew of adobe workshops and webinars um and this is all in addition to adobe cold fusion summit coming up next month uh last week they had a, a webinar making games with a cold fusion with mark takata sure that will be up soon to watch then the next one is going to be september 22nd building custom adobe connect pods with cf 2021 is that pods like kubernetes pods or oh that was my first thought but adobe connect is the was like a flash based little thing i don't know if it's still flash based but pods were little like plugins you could used to be you could write in flash and they would appear on the screen i'm curious if that's what he means so all of you people with flash nostalgia, keep an eye on that one. <laughs> I I haven't used Adobe Connect in so many years. I don't even know like what it's written anymore. And now that you literally like can't install Flash anywhere. <laughs> all right, then they'll skip October in order. To, well, they won't skip October. There won't be any webinar in October due to CF Summit, and they'll be back November and December with a couple of. Uh, new workshops building native mobile applications with Adobe Confusion and Monaco, which I thought was a text editor plugin. So I don't know what that is. Yeah, you're right. And <laughs> that's, a, that's what it sounds familiar. This one's the fun one. December 22nd, winter holiday special, a preview of Cold Fusion 2023. What? I always love seeing new things about new versions. So lots of <laughs> Adobe content coming out too. 
As always, you can check out their full list. We'll put in that into the chat in the show notes to see what's coming up. Nice. So we have some new uh, CF cast content that's been released. So uh, fresh off the presses, we have Logbox 101. We have a new video, um, episode 13, Category Inheritance. Uh, Logbox is one of those things that is simple to do basic logging, but there's really a ton of configuration capabilities in there that a lot of people don't understand. And quite frankly, sometimes it's just confusing until you understand it all. So I'm excited to see the Logbox stuff. Logbox hasn't really changed a lot in years, but a lot of people still don't utilize uh, features that it has. Uh, we also have the 2022 Forgebox module, of the week series, a new video of that. And then we have the 2022 VS Code Hint Tip and Trick series, Trick of the Week series. That's a mouthful to say. Uh, one new video there. So those things were all just released on CFCast. So if you're not a uh, subscriber uh, to CFCast, definitely want to check that out. Uh, looks like coming soon, a little teaser. We have uh, some more Logbox 101 coming. Uh, we have some more Forgebox and VS Code podcast snippets. Um, we have a video boxifying a third-party library from Gavin. That's actually something we do fairly often, it seems. Um, you know, you see a useful library out there and you want to be able to make it be a Coldbox module. Uh, we have some Coldbox Elixir uh, content that's coming from you, Eric. And then, of course, soon we'll be having the uh, Into the Box 2022 uh, videos available as well. Lots of great stuff going up on CFCasts. These last two uh, Logbox videos uh, were kind of the reason I wanted to make Logbox because I could never remember how categories worked, but I knew they were important and powerful. Um, they're the way that you can get like just the logs, you, debug logs you want out without dumping out all of what Coldbox is doing under the hood. <laughs> so uh, very powerful. If you haven't been looking at this series, I think it's worth it just to get those last two videos. So... Okay, let's talk about conferences. Obviously, we'll get to end of the box and see if Summit will leave those for the end. Um, Redis Hackathon on Dev. So this is the the blog site Dev. Like, what is it? Dev dot two. I can't remember now. Anyways, not gonna. Yes, it is. Oh uh -huh. yeah, Dev .to. Um, They've been partnered up with Redis to do a hackathon, build a new application with Redis, or simplify a complex backend. And if you submit a valid project, which includes a submission post on Dev. You're entered in to win a variety of fantastic prizes, including up to $2,000 US. So if you are interested in that, we will drop that link in about how you can participate in this Redis hackathon. Hmm. I wonder if it has to be open source. That's a good question. You can, we can check out the, the rules on that blog post. I wonder if it, has, wonder if it has to be post. something you didn't build until recently or if you could just submit something you wrote a while ago. They did say either um, something new or simplifying like a complex process. So, and I'm just thinking like the like the Redis extension that uh, that Ordis has built for Lucy is like something that's pretty cool and yeah. obviously Redis centric. But when we wrote that a while ago, even though we did just cut a major new version that has a bunch of new functionality, yes, we did. And in fact, that's why we're highlighting this here is there is the Redis extension on Lucy and the Redis library that Ordis maintains. So we're fans of Redis, and you can definitely use that in your submission. There is a Docker community all yeah. hands this Thursday, September 1st, 
uh, not this Thursday. I'm sorry, Thursday, September 1st, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific time. So this is when the Docker community and staff comes together with news, company up, uh, and product updates, demos. And uh, yeah, we'll throw that link into the show notes. Three hours of Docker. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably won't go to that because it's the pre-conference next week. Into the box pre-conference. And so the pre-conference is virtual. Um, I know there was a little bit of confusion initially. Sometimes we use the term pre-conference to refer to like trainings we do on-site right before a conference. Uh, but not to be confused with our on-site workshops, the pre-conference is our virtual week of sessions, um, mainly highlighting speakers who weren't able to actually come in person into the box. So it's August 29th through September 2nd. We have two sessions a day, uh, five days in the week, so 10 sessions total. and um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's available to all of the ticket holders, both in person and virtual tickets. Is that, that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Uh, so basically, it's just a bunch of extra bundled content that you get with your ticket, but it's all virtual and online. It'll get you all hyped up for into the box the week uh, the week prior to it. That's right. And if you jump on into the box.org right now, you can scroll down and see there will be two sessions a day. Uh, one at 11 central, one at 2 central. It's going to be some great stuff. And of course, the recordings will be available on CFCasts. The next week is in after that is into the box. On September 6th, we'll start with those one day workshops. Got some great workshops right there that you still have a chance to sign up for. And then our two day conference live in Houston, Texas. Again, we've got an. Yeah, we got a new location this year, so definitely want to come out. It's a really sweet hotel, really nice conference space. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. Again, you can sign up. Um, we'd love to see you in person. Tickets are still available, and there is the option for the virtual ticket as well if you uh, cannot make it there in person. But, but we would rather have you in person. We would. You You really can't do Happy Box virtually. Yeah, the virtual ticket does not include Happy Box. We will not send you a drink <laughs> voucher ticket, and you do not get to hear the mariachi band. <laughs> we could just set up a live stream webcam of everybody getting drunk. We'd be like, this is what you're missing. <laughs> All righty. And then a month after that is CF Summit, live in Las Vegas at the Mirage. The yes. third and fourth is the conference with the fifth. <clears throat> Adobe is doing their certified professional class and test and ordis is doing their summit training workshop on the fifth and the sixth so lots of things to choose from there um again this is see if summit's probably the cheapest conference you'll attend all year well attend in person because i <laughs> you know virtual ones are free most of the time so yeah the uh the the prices in vegas have like doubled right now and adobe has done everyone a, a huge solid because they basically subsidize the rest of your cost and adobe essentially pays for you to come because their prices um have not gone up at all and they're way cheap so it's uh it's a super good um conference to hit while you're coming down off your into the box high you can just go right on into cf summit a couple weeks after that <laughs> And then the training by Ordis after is our new cold box zero to mega hero training. You said it wrong. You said it wrong. It's like zero to mega hero. You can't just say mega hero in a normal voice. It doesn't work. 
That's why I brought you along, Brad. <laughs> Wait, where's where's my where's my delay? Mega Hero. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, we shouldn't have given you that uh, that toy. Um, so this will be right? led by by Luis and Gavin right after uh, Cold Fusion Summit. It is an amazing training. Uh, I've participated in it before. Uh, the venue is very nice. So tickets are still available. This is, again, October 5th and 6th, right after CF Summit. We are still waiting on more information for Into the Box LATAM, hopefully coming very soon, and looking forward to getting information about conferences next year like CF Camp. I really miss CF Camp because I really miss my little short European vacation I would usually try to cram in before or after it. (laughs) And if this is not enough, Comps.Tech has you covered on all different conference types. Whew, a lot of cool fusion conferences right now. I mean, we're going to get through into the box and then feel like there's nothing there. So I guess that's we'll fine. Be, it'll be ready to start planning for next year is what will happen. That's true. Which I believe we are looking to move into the box earlier. We had the into the box traditionally here's some inside baseball. Uh traditionally was in May. Um, you know, it coincided with CF Objective for a while, then it moved to its own thing. When COVID happened in twenty twenty one, it started to kind of clear up, so we thought let's move it to the fall and can do it in person. Right. Which only half worked because you know, <laughs> one of the variants really resurged. Um and then we were kind of stuck there so now we're trying to do this and then get back on the the spring track so we're not running into cf summit right. all the time so yeah once you push it back <laughs> it's hard to push it forward because then we're going to have a short year with less time to plan but we're, we're working hard on that hopefully we get that get you some information about that <clears throat> yeah, i mean a few months after the conference <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's we... talk about the blogs this week yeah I haven't read the first one yet. What is this? The first ben one Nadell. is Ben Nadell talking about extracting JSON. I don't know how to say this nice. JSON plus LD structured data. The LD stands for linked data, I believe. Oh, yeah. I'd never heard of that one. Um, it's a structured data format that it looks like Google will automatically, Google's bots will automatically slurp up. Um, and so this is a kind of a, Two and one for you. One, now you know that Google's bots will take that up and you can put some more structured metadata in. And two, Ben shows how he uses JSOUP to parse out all the images and put them in the right format because, um, you know, it's a blog that's been going for years and he doesn't have it all set in structured data right now. So right. I love okay, JSOUP. So, ben loves so JSOUP. JSOUP, so JSOUP isn't creating the JSON plus LD directly is using JSOUP to parse his blog content and then take that data and create the JSON plus LD that he can stick into his... Uh, well, it's not really a meta. It's it's uh, a script block with an application slash LD JSON. But then the search engines pick that up. Yes, That's correct. pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So uh, the JSOUP part is really just doing anything about images. So he has uh-huh. all the other information in, you know... Uh, kind of a structured data, a struct that he can pass them around, but the images come through and he just parses them out. So uh, it's not the first JSOUP thing that Ben has taken us through for his blog. He's done it with meta content before open graph tags. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, JSoup is awesome. So yep. that's a great demo. Thank you, Ben. When you when you find yourself trying to parse through HTML with regular expressions, JSoup is what you need. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just remember hearing HTML is not a regular language. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Okay. All right, our uh, our next post is just the, uh, looks like the show notes, I'm guessing, from the uh, podcast where Gavin Picken was on the CFLI podcast, Into the Box, Full Fusion Conference 2022. New details revealed. Um, so, yep, yeah, I haven't actually looked at it, but I assume it's just the uh, the show notes about what they yeah. talked about. It's, yeah, yeah it's, and then it uh, has the podcast recording as well. So Gavin talking about oh, nice. Into the Box, why you might want to attend, and giving some of the details about sponsors and the last four of our pre-conference speakers. Oh, it's got the whole uh, transcript. It d- that like... makes me happy. <laughs> it makes... <laughs> It makes it really easy to search and find something they were talking about, and then you see, oh, this was at three minutes and forty-one seconds. Yeah, sweet. Next up, we have a blog from Mr. Dan Card <clears throat> in his integrating cold box with existing code series. This is part five, using Wirebox. So he shows how to in, uh, install Wirebox into your application and start mapping CFCs and using them. Now, Wirebox is maybe my favorite part about when you like integrate a cold fusion and cold box application uh, because Wirebox gets put into the application scope and then you can use it in your old legacy code, mm-hmm. um, which you might be like, okay, well, who cares? Well, you do care, especially when you start using <laughs> modules and then you can use those modules in your old legacy code. Right. And everything yeah, you... all of a sudden becomes like, oh, so really the only thing I have to move now is handlers and views. And you're like, yes. And everybody's happy. So <laughs> yeah, that, that is really nice. Cause if you're thinking we want to start using the bcrypt module, but our login pages still haven't been converted to cold box. You can reach out and grab the bcrypt stuff through Wirebox inside the legacy code before you convert those handlers over it. It, uh, it really unlocks a lot of the, the flexibility. So you can check out some examples with that here in Dan's blog post. We have one more blog post for this week from Julian Hallowell, creator of uh, Spreadsheet CFML Library. Mm-hmm. This is I, your... I didn't, I didn't see this post. Reading large spreadsheets with Lucy. Yes. So uh, you might, if you've used the Spreadsheet CFML Library or really dealt with any large objects, you know that in CFML it's very easy to hit an out of memory error because it's trying to load the entire data into memory. And I've this seen is... some large spreadsheets before. <laughs> this has been solved on the writing side in the spreadsheet, spreadsheet CFML library by using a streaming writing, uh, streaming XML, and he talks about that, but not on the reading side. Um, so Julian goes through some of the uh, struggles with trying to do that, and through the magic of open source, found a complementary Java library that helps him to read these large files. There are some caveats that he goes through. Uh, the biggest of which is it doesn't yet work in Adobe Cold Fusion. He's having trouble getting some of the Java integration working. So if anybody has any insight, yeah, uh, you can help out with that. that. But this Open let him uh, write you know, a 100,000 row file and then read it back in without any out of memory issues. 
Uh, still takes 10 seconds, but you know, if you're reading the 100,000 row spreadsheet, you're probably not too worried about how long it takes. You just want it to finish. <laughs> so congratulations on that. And again, if any of you are using this, you know, take a look at that issue for Cold Fusion. See if you can uh, help out as well. Through the power of open source. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, that's that's oftentimes problems you run into with libraries like PDF libraries or spreadsheet libraries. Is you have a library that works fine for a small file, and you have you know a three hundred megabyte Excel file, and it you know trashes your your heap when you try to open it. So <laughs> that's a pretty cool optimization to see. Congratulations on that and on the release. All right, CFML jobs. What do we have today? Well, there are three new jobs this week. One in for a senior software engineer in Washington, D.C., a full-stack Cold Fusion developer at Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and a senior Cold Fusion developer in London in the United Kingdom. Or England. I never know which one I'm supposed to say. That brings the total up to 123 positions six, from 68 companies across 58 locations and five countries. You can view believe, those all at getcfmljobs.com. I believe the technical phrase is across the pond. Across the pond, just for us. <laughs> if you're over there, it's not really across the pond. <laughs> it's, on, it's on your side of the pond. <laughs> Uh, you can also look in the jobs channels in the CFML Slack teams and the Box Team Slack team, or check out Ordis's careers page at ordissolutions.com slash about dash us slash careers. On to the Forge Box module of the week. Brad, if you want to tell us about Melasearch. Melasearch. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, M-E-L-I search. That is how um, I pronounce it. It could be very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Michael Bourne's been the, the guy working on this, right? It's an API wrapper for Melasearch written in ColdFusion. Uh, Melasearch is an open source, lightning fast, hyper-relevant search engine, lots of hyphens, that fits effortlessly into your apps, websites, and workflows. A simpler alternative to Elasticsearch. Uh-oh. When are we going to convert ForgeBox to overuse to Melasearch now? We just <laughs> released the Elasticsearch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, looking at the README here, he's got the command box instructions to install it. He's got the configuration, um, create indexes. I'm, it'd be interesting to see what, uh, what features, if any, or simplifications that it offers over Elasticsearch. I know a um, big one that it has is it comes with a built-in UI like that you can view all the, oh. the indexes and things like that. But it also doesn't have a lot of the um, extra tools. I'm not sure if it has aggregation support. That was a big one that I, I use a lot in Elasticsearch. Elastic has a lot of ingest pipelines. So when you add a document to it, it transforms it in some ways or, or maybe indexes the fields in two, three, four ways instead of just one. So, mm. um. So yeah, I, I mean, if you're using Elasticsearch, there's no reason to switch, in my opinion. But if you're starting something <laughs> new, this is probably a little more approachable, um, especially <laughs> having done a lot of Elasticsearch stuff. Their docs are actually very hard to find what you're looking for. <laughs> like, if you know what you need, yes, their fuzzy searching is perfect. But if you have no idea where the what the, it's called, you're just, I don't know, you're up a creek. <laughs> so it looks like Melasearch has a free open source version. 
Um, and then they have a cloud version, dedicated and enterprise. Huh. Yeah, if you don't want to host it, the, you can pay them to host it. Elasticsearch is very much the same way. So yeah, good. I was I was looking at Melasearch, just curious, like what it takes to just spin something up. Mm-hmm. I assume there's a Docker container you can probably just start. Yes, yes, there is. Right on. If you go to their website, they'll give you the Docker container command to do it. Um, on their website, Gavin in the chat is telling us it's Melisearch, like smelly. Oh, so Melisearch. That's fine. Wait a minute. Wait, it's spelled wrong. Oh, did I? Sp- well, the module in our show notes is M E L I, but on their website it's M E I L I. You know that is my There's fault in the show notes. I. I fix it. The module is okay. Yeah, correctly. yeah. It, it, it's right on ForgeBox. Okay, there you go. Uh, well, I like them already because it looks like when you start running it, it outputs ASCII art to the screen that says uh, <laughs> Melly Search or whatever we had, whatever we said it's supposed to be pronounced. So, ASCII art is okay in my book. Uh, I have something to show you then for that, Brad. I'm, I'll have to find it, but I have a program on my Mac that lets me draw in ASCII art and then export it as text. What? I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know nice. if there's a, a Windows or web equivalent, but it makes me think of you whenever I pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, talking about the VS Code, hint, tip, and trick of the week. I have been co-opting this to just mean any... Nice productivity tip trick of the week <laughs> lately. And my okay one that. this week is you should follow uh, Elijah Manor on Twitter because I have in the last week seen two of his uh, little videos on there about combining different uh, shell commands into some pretty awesome workflows. My favorite was how to check up check out a PR from GitHub with a live preview. And his video will go through all of the steps like, okay, I'm going to list all the PRs through the GitHub CLI. Then I'm going to pipe that into this fuzzy searching tool. Uh, and then I'm going to grab the text from that and I'm going to preview it down beneath. And then I'm going to pipe that to Xargs and check out whatever you selected at the end. And um, it's a nice like step-by-step version showing you that. And I just, I like when I can have cool command line tools like that. I don't know. Command box what? spoiled me. My so. <laughs> goal is now see if it's possible to do this in command box. It probably is. <laughs> uh, the GitHub. Uh... I, I don't have an exact replacement to Xargs. My 4H is similar, but it's more of a loop. It's not yeah. a pure Xargs. Because um, what Xargs does is, is it takes a list of items, it runs a command, and it just passes all of those as all the arguments. But the traditional use case of that is when you want to like cat a bunch of things, right? And so you could, could, could might as well like cat them all individually. Anyway, random side tangent. But yeah, it'd be really interesting to... I'm actually kind of watching the preview right now on his Twitter feed just without the sound. Um, so we'll throw those into the into the show notes. Um, again, I thought they were pretty neat, and I like combining the command line tools together. Forgebox has command for things like this, like piping your commands together, creating aliases, so you can definitely do this. I think I said Forgebox. I meant command box. Um, also fits right into some of the things, Brad, you've been working on some new UI tools coming to a Forgebox near, near us sometime. I have. Yeah. It's kind of a separate, uh, were you actually wanting me to talk about them or are you just saying that? Uh, I, I know we teased it uh, in your tweet a couple weeks ago. I just, I'm excited oh, okay. about it. I didn't know if you'd talk about that tweet. 
Uh, right now, it's a separate module. My goal is just to become core to, to Command Box. But yeah, Scott Steinbeck has been working with me on um, something that I've wanted to do, honestly, years. It's just one of those things that's like, I don't have the time to do it. But I was on site at a client last week and just spent all the evenings messing with it. But it's basically a curses library for Command Box. And uh, anytime you've ever gone into like a BIOS on a computer back before they started getting fancy and having a mouse and everything, but like the old school BIOS, everything is all just basically ASCII art windows and boxes. That's essentially a curses library. So a lot of uh, a lot of CLIs like uh, Node and things have libraries you can draw, you know, interfaces in the console using just line art and, you know, ASCII art and things to make, you know, scrolling graphs and scrolling like progress bars and things make like a dashboard or a server monitor. So we've been working on that for Command Box with the goal of making like a, a server monitor for Command Box that could scroll like CPU usage, memory usage, server logs, you know, you name it. But we're kind of building uh, an extensible framework where anybody could build any kind of fun little console UI concept um, that's, you know, essentially animated. It's just drawing the screen over and over again. And it's been um, insanely fun to uh, to mess around with it. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I'm actually, I was talking to Luis today. I'm hoping to do uh, some demos of some of this cool stuff in the into the box keynote, actually, just because it's so much fun. And we have a, just a bunch of ideas. Um, yeah, if you if you want to play with it, uh, I tweeted about it the other day. The, the library is called Command Box Escher. Uh, Escher is an MC Escher, the guy who draw the little, you know, optical illusions and stuff. And you can actually just clone that repo and, and fire off a task runner and play around with it. I've, I've had uh, uh, Daniel, no, 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 uh, Giancarlo Gomez also uh, submitted some fun little work to it to grab the current weather off of a website and display it on the screen. So I'm uh, I'm excited about that stuff because ASCII art makes me happy. <laughs> awesome. Hey, I threw that in the show notes and in the, the stream, that repo link, because uh makes me happy too. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast where we think our suave Patreon supporters. These are people personally supporting our open source initiatives to bring you this podcast. Great tools like Coldbox, Commandbox, and Forgebox. And funding the infrastructure to keep those running. You can support us as well on patreon.com slash order solutions. All Patreon supporters get a neat profile badge on our community website and access to a private forum. Additionally, they have access to a private channel on the Box Team Slack and can watch Gavin's live streams coding with the Kiwi and friends. Additionally, bronze supporters and up get a Forgebox Pro and CFS subscription as a perk. So now's that time of day where I ask Brad to read yeah, I haven't all of our oh, Patreon supporters. The list has gotten longer. I remember when I used to go to some one breath, but not anymore. Uh, so our new Patreon uh, is uh, Richard Herbert. Thank you, Richard. Um, and the rest of our Patreons are John Wilson from Synaptrix, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Carr, Jonathan Perrett, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, um, Dean Maunder, Ville de Bruyne, Joseph Lamery, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, uh, Laxma Turdahati, Brian Girdelli from Haggerty Motorsport, or no, Ginadelli. I always say his name wrong. Makes you think of the chocolates. Carl von Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, Scott Steinbeck from Agri Tracking Systems, Ben Liddell, Richard Herbert, who I mentioned above, Brett Deline, Kai Koenig, 
Charlie Earhart, Jason Diger, Sean Odin, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, uh, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mangi, uh, Kevin Wright, John Wish, and Peter Mary, who I think was in the chat with us earlier today. So thank you so much to all of our lovely, oh, no, no, uh, what was the word? Suave. All of our suave, suave Patreon supporters, uh, you guys help keep us moving and keep the podcast going and keep Forgebox going. We really appreciate it. Thanks a bunch, and uh, we will see you all next week at the pre-conference sessions for Into the Box. All right, have a good one, guys. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.